You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If some other things bounce their way, they have the opportunity Sunday to clinch their berth and punch their ticket to the 2022 NFL playoffs, and it's something that if Ron Rivera and company are able to get this done, it'll be your second postseason appearance in three seasons on the job. So a lot riding on Sunday's big game against the Cleveland Browns. Quarterback clearly plays a huge part in the outcome of football games. And Washington deciding to go into their bullpen at the quarterback position. Carson Wentz getting the start Sunday against the Cleveland Browns after being on the shelf for the past two months with the broken finger. The last time we saw Carson Wentz, this Washington Commanders football team in season looked a hell of a lot different than it looks like now. We've seen the emergence of Brian Robinson. We've seen some shuffling along this Commanders offensive line. We've seen shuffling in the secondary on this Commanders defense. Hell, we've even seen the complete 180 turnaround of this Washington Commanders defense. So this isn't the same old commanders that Carson Wentz was in charge of weeks one through five. No, no, no. There have been significant changes made, and the hope from this coaching staff is that the combination of the changes that they've made and then Carson Wentz being more familiar in this offense, the hope is that this was the last final spark and push that they needed, so to speak, to not only just punch their ticket to the postseason, but be a team that's a tough out. Be a team that nobody wants to play. Be a badass. And Washington has the opportunity, if they can get it together offensively, to be a scary team in the postseason. And when I say scary, I'm not expecting them to go out and you know make a Super Bowl run. I'm just saying Washington, based off of what we've seen from them since Carson Wentz has been on the shelf, has shown they can compete with pretty much any team in the National Football League. We saw them go slay Goliath on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. We saw them go toe-to-toe with the best situational football team in the league, talking about the Minnesota Vikings. This group can compete. It's all about whether or not offensively they're going to have enough to kick the door down. And that brings us to what we're talking about right now, quarterback. And the question out there for you guys on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, one 800 636 1067. You can tweet at me as well at N E L L underscore BTP. The question is, what is your confidence level in Carson Wentz to not just come in and play well, but to lead the Washington Commanders to the postseason, to punch the ticket, securing your second playoff berth in the last three seasons? That's big. That hasn't been done here since Joe Gibbs 2.0. There are real things on the line right now for this group. And it's not just some regular Week 17 game. This is different. I can count on one hand the amount of times in my life 
that we're sitting here getting ready to enter the new year that my team, the Burgundy and Gold, has been competitive. This means something to a lot of people here in this town. And it doesn't matter, you know, how high you think the ceiling is of this football team. The fact of the matter is they are on the cusp of doing something that hasn't been done here too many times in the past 20, 25 years. So we must embrace the moment. And I know the guys in that locker room are embracing the moment as well. I think that's why we saw this coaching staff led by Ron Rivera make this decision. Carson Wentz back under center as the QB1 for Washington for the final two games with the hope of him being enough in that final piece to kick the door down and get this team over the edge and punch their ticket to the postseason. Although the move was made with a lot of pushback from certain portions of the fan base, and hell, for all we know, in that locker room, because Taylor Heineke got you to this point, it wasn't it wasn't an easy decision for Ron Rivera. I can only imagine how tough it was for him. Taylor Heineke is the reason, one of the reasons, that you got to this point. And let's call a spade a spade. If it wasn't for him, you most likely wouldn't have been in position to be battling and scratching and clawing for a wild card spot in Week 17. Now, I'm no fool of a fan. So why I got this, this seat. That's why I do what I do. I'm no fool of a fan. I understand the fact that Taylor Heineke wasn't the singular reason why this team is in this position. But to me, benching him kind of sends the message that he's been the problem over the past few weeks. Like I mentioned, in their last three weeks, Washington is 0-2-1. You tie with the Giants in the Meadowlands. You got your bye week. Then you come home and lose to the Giants on Sunday Night Football. And then you lost last weekend to the flavor of the week in the National Football League talking about the San Francisco 49ers. So benching Taylor, to me, kind of sends a signal of, well, man, it's Taylor's fault while we're 0-2-1. It's Taylor's fault while the month of December hasn't gone as well for us as we thought it would. And look, I understand the move to bench him. He hasn't been perfect over the last few weeks, but he damn sure isn't the singular reason why this group was winless in December. And look, against San Francisco, he played as well as I've seen him play since he came here in 2020. The Tampa Bay playoff game, the pylon dive, Sunday, what I saw in that first half was as good as it gets almost from Taylor Heineke. Yet that still wasn't enough. So I see why this Washington Commanders coaching staff is in limbo. This is not an easy decision. Hell, it isn't an easy profession or else everybody would be doing it. Rob Rivera, kudos to him, had to go down and make the tough decision. And look, I've been in locker rooms before. I understand the way it goes. Yes, he took the time to talk to the whole team. Yes, everyone in that locker room respects him. But for a second, if you think for a second, that the decision to go to Taylor Heineke was approved by everybody in the locker room, you're crazy. That's just the way locker rooms are. That's the nature of the beast. Guys are going to have certain dudes in their corner. But what's beautiful about the NFL and why it's a grown man's league is you got to put all your feelings to the side and go ride with the dude who is your QB1, and that's Carson Wentz. But like I said, this move, this move is interesting because In that first half against San Francisco, we saw the best version of Taylor Heineke, so to speak. I know the turnovers were killer, but I just still find the timing 
of the decision interesting from Ron Rivera. We had the report that came out Saturday morning saying, hey, look, the proverbial leash for Taylor Heineke, not that long. Not that long. Carson Wentz is ready, and they are comfortable and confident with him leading this group. It ultimately took a stretch of play where you had two turnovers and three plays, and Ron deciding to pull the plug. That decision, though, that decision, though, wasn't accepted by everybody. And I know it wasn't. I'm still going back and forth on whether or not I think it's the right decision. Ultimately, I do think it is the right decision. But it doesn't mean there, are, there, there aren't guys in that locker room who are upset over this thing. It doesn't mean that there are cats here locally that got it all the way. Good perspective. The one of a former head coach. Here is Washington, former Washington head coach, Jay Gruden. He joined Grant and Danny earlier this week and had this to say about the decision to go to Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, like I said, I thought he played good. He had some great third down conversions, keeps some drives going and some known passing situations, which really if you're going to be critical of Heineke in a pass, those are where he struggled. But he played well in those situations and got the ball out of his hands, was accurate, uh, made some good throws down the field. Um, I think he had one called back, um, and, and, and he played pretty well. Like I said, the, the fumble that he had, I mean, you know, I don't criticize play calling very much, but they were down 10 uh, in the fourth quarter, and they tried to play action pass, and, and San Francisco wasn't biting on the run at all. They were in sprinter stances rushing. They, they got a sack on a two-man route. Nobody was opening. It was unfortunate. And uh, but I, I, I feel bad for Heineke because I thought he played pretty good. That's former Washington head coach Jay Gruden talking about the decision that Ron Rivera had to make, the tough decision that Riverboat Ron had to make to sit down Taylor Heineke and go with Carson Wentz. Like I said, though, we won't understand and really feel the impact and consequences of that move until Sunday when we get an extended look at Carson Wentz. So right now it's all he said, she said. I don't really think it's hard to make an argument clear-cut without the other side having a case as to why they went to Carson. And I thought Jay Gruden, uh, you know, dissected the situation and, you know, commented on it beautifully. I thought Taylor Heineke played pretty damn good in the game against San Francisco. The caveat in that is the turnovers. That's something that, you know, I know this coaching staff has a very short tolerance for. But when you really dissect it and look at why the ball was turned over, it's not like Taylor Heineke's just out here making piss-poor decisions with the football. The strip sack by Bosa? Yes, as a quarterback, you must hold on to the football. That is your number one job. But Bosa comes screaming off the edge, hauling ass, and gets on Taylor Heineke, and there's nothing he can really do. Ultimately, the ball squirts out. And San Francisco starts with excellent field position. That's tough. That's hard to overcome. But let's not act like Carson Wentz had the best ball security in America. Fumbling has been an issue for Carson Wentz since he's been an NFL quarterback. The whole discussion and why there's pushback on this is because you all watch the game just like I watch the game. Quarterback doesn't seem to be the biggest issue with this commander's offense. This offensive line stinks. Putrid. Horrendous. Average. JV. Bush League in pass pro. How much does that get fixed with the change at quarterback? Taylor Heineke has clearly proven to you over the past eight weeks that, hey, look, 
while it may not be sexy, while I may have some some head-scratching decisions, this offense functions a lot better with me under center than it does with Carson Wentz under center. I don't know, man. It's a tough spot for this football team to be in. It, it really is. And I'm glad that I'm not the head coach and I don't have to have that pressure on me to make that type of decision because let's be honest, Carson Wentz and, and Taylor Heineke are one and the same. It's like two fat chicks. Got to choose which one looks the best, right? Like clearly, neither of these guys are going to be who you want leading you moving forward, right? They clearly have severe gaping flaws and holes in their game. You got to be willing to decide and pick who is the lesser of two evils, right? And I think we need to change the tone in which we talk about Taylor Heineke because guess what? He did everything that you could possibly ask out of a backup, and that's what we forget. He is a backup. So what he did for you the past eight, nine weeks, applaud him for it. Give him his flowers. It's special what we've seen. There aren't a lot of backup quarterbacks in the league that can keep a team afloat. And this is the thing that I think he deserves credit for. Not only did he keep this team afloat, you can make the argument he elevated the play of this group. So anytime you get that from your backup quarterback, you got to give respect and kudos. It all leads us back to Sunday. Another pseudo playoff game against the Cleveland Browns. Ron Rivera and company deciding to go back to the well of Carson Wentz after missing two months with that broken finger, Carson Wentz set to get the start Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. I want to take your calls on this. 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. What's your confidence level in Carson Wentz not only to play well, but to ultimately lead this team to the postseason? We'll take your calls next. This is the fan. You have the opportunity right now, if you're Washington, to do something that has not been done many times in this century. I believe it's only been once in the 2000s. Joe Gibbs and Joe Gibbs 2.0 getting this group to the playoffs in two out of three years. Ron Rivera and company have the opportunity to do that, which is why I feel like Ron and company have, quote-unquote, pushed all their chips in, right? This is it for them. This is their ace card going back to Carson Wentz. This is the move that they feel like is going to get them over the hump. It's do or die. There's no going back. There is no tomorrow for the Washington Commanders right now. We'll get on to this later on in the show, but can you imagine what the narrative would be here locally if this football team failed to qualify for the postseason? For the second time in three seasons under Ron Rivera, how do you sell Ron Rivera continuing to stick around here? Point me to the signs of growth if this team doesn't make the postseason. We'll get into that conversation in more detail as the show rolls on. Coming up at 8 o'clock, David Harrison, co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast, is set to join us. We'll take his temperature on how he feels about the burgundy and gold heading into Sunday's big game against Cleveland as well. Right now, though, I want to hit the phones. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. 
We heard the news earlier this week. Carson Wentz, after being on the shelf for the last two months with a broken finger, is going to get the keys to the commander's proverbial offensive Ferrari one more time before the season ends. The $28 million investment is going to get another crack at it. Shocker. The question is, what's your confidence level in Carson Wentz not only coming in and keeping this thing afloat, but kicking the proverbial door down and getting to the postseason? 1-800-636-1067. What's your confidence level in Carson Wentz to lead the commanders to the postseason? This move in going back to Carson Wentz will prove to be fruitful if Carson can show some sort of consistency. That's what is what was missing with this Washington Commanders offense while he was in weeks one through five. It was boom or bust. The Tennessee Titans game is a perfect example. Boom or bust. He throws for over 350 yards, three touchdowns, yet this offense is only able to muster up 17 points. Yet they went one for 11 on third down. They've got to show some sort of consistency if this thing is going to end up in the postseason. And right now, the hope is that Carson Wentz and his time on the sideline is going to allow him to come in and be more comfortable in this Scott Turner offense, right? We need Carson Wentz to come in and maintain the efficiency in between the 20s that Taylor Heineke has. Because let's be honest, while it hasn't been sexy by any stretch of the imagination, I will continue to say this. It has not been pretty. It has not been your typical modern-day football. It's ugly at times offensively. It's hard to watch. But Taylor Heineke in between the 20s, though, when they've gotten the running game going, when they've had protection, when he hasn't turned the football over, looked pretty good, brought a level of consistency to this group. I need Carson Wentz to have that same thing. We really need good, quick decision-making down in and down out from Carson Wentz for this thing to work. That's what it's going to take. It can't be the boomer bust. I need him to find a happy medium. Doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes, but it can't be Russell Wilson. He's got to give them something. He's got to justify this move, in my opinion, because guess what? If Carson Wentz goes out and stinks to join up Sunday against Cleveland, can you imagine? Can you imagine what the 55,000 strong at FedEx are going to be chanting? High na key. High na key. It's coming. I'm telling you. And look, I want this thing to work just as much as the next man. Because guess what? There's pie in my face because all offseason, I sat here and tried to justify to you people as to why this move, talking about acquiring Wentz, was going to be what took this franchise over the top. Clearly, I was wrong. But I'm a man. I can admit that. The thing that I've learned, though, this season is, yes, I was right in one sense. And you all probably agree with this. This Washington Commanders franchise, let's be honest, while it isn't perfect up front along the offensive line, while defensively they have their problems every now and then, this group is a quarterback away from not just being a perennial postseason entry, but from being a contender from being a group that it isn't a pipe dream to say, hey, look, they should be trying to shoot for the conference championship. The rest of the roster, in my opinion, might be a little homer biased, is that good. They're that good. They just need average to above average quarterback play. And it's no shade to Taylor Heineke, but they just haven't gotten that. Point blank, period. But like I said, they need down in, down out consistency from Carson Wentz. 
The issue with Wentz early on in the year is, like I said, he was boom or bust. The definition of inconsistency. If this group is going to make the postseason, it won't be because they dropped Wentz back 40-plus times a game. It'll be because they're staying on schedule and getting steady play out of Carson Wentz in this offense. 1-800-636-1067 is the number here on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. If you're on the line, stay there. I see you. Look, question is very simple here tonight. What is your confidence level in Carson Wentz to lead the Washington Commanders to the postseason? Straight up. The next two weeks is his show. It's his show. The Commanders are in control of their own destiny. You win and you are in. How confident are you that Carson Wentz is the right man under center to do that? N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P is how you reach me on Twitter. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. We'll have David Harrison, co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast, join us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. We'll get his feel and take on what he thinks is going to happen Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. When we come back, your calls. Phone lines are lit. If you're on the line, stay there. 1-800-636-1067. How confident are you that Carson Wentz is going to go 2-0 and and lead this group to the postseason? Your calls next. The writing is on the wall for the Washington Commanders to punch their ticket to the postseason for the second time in three years. As I've said many times here already tonight, that would be the first time that a coach and regime has been able to do that here in Washington since Joe Gibbs 2.0. There was a lot on the line Sunday. And right now, for me, the move that they made going from Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz at quarterback will ultimately play a huge role in what happens on Sunday, right? If Carson Wentz can give you consistent quarterback play, there's a pretty damn good shot they're going to have a chance to punch their ticket to the postseason. But that's a huge what if. Because we saw in weeks one through five just how bad Carson Wentz could be. He is the definition, like I said, of a boom or bust guy at the quarterback position. And right now, Washington can't afford that. They need consistency. That's it. I'm really curious to see how much time, excuse me, how much Carson Wentz's time on the bench has really impacted him. How much more comfortable is he in this offense? And will that comfortability transfer to the field? I want to hit the phones on this, though. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. Robert is in DC. What's What's going on, Rob? What's up, Lionel? It's Robert Brown. You know, I always tweet you, man. You know, I've been a fan for, you know, over 55 years, man. So, you know, this this stuff is crazy. They created this problem for real. You know, this all this drama with these quarterbacks and all of that. But real quick, uh, the move was made. If they felt like they feel, why didn't they let Carson Wentz start against the 49ers? Why did you have to wait halfway through the game after Taylor turned the ball over a couple of times? I guess they figured, you know, well, if you turn it over, it won't look so bad. So, anyway, they just had a – you know, they had a plan to do that anyway, regardless. But I don't have no faith in them. I don't see what, where anything is going to change. Uh, the best thing you can do is with all that talent on offense, I know the line is a little shaky, uh, is average at least at least get 30 points, at least try to score 30 points. If you can do that, okay, I, I guess I'd give them that. But uh, the team is just mismanaged with the personnel moves. You know, they need linebacker help, offensive line help, uh, 
punt return help. So the, the, the management and, and, yeah. and the calling of the plays in the 49ers game, you had fourth and one twice, and you don't get a ball to Brian Robinson, our battering ram. I mean, so it's the play calling. It's the mismanagement with personnel. So, you know, they got a big mess. But I will say this, and I'm out after this. If they re-sign Wentz and not able to uh, sign uh, Payne and Curl, and let them walk and re-sign Wentz. I'm going to take a hiatus. I'm done with them <laughs> until Ron Rivera gets fired yeah. and Wentz is out of here. I'm going to go get me another team. Then once they leave, I'm coming back. But if they <laughs> sign Wentz and let Payne and Curl walk, I'm out, man. I can't. I've been I'm 55 years. I've been dedicated. But with that, with that case. I appreciate the call, Rob. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of fans uh, here, here locally will agree with what Rob just said. If And I was looking far, far ahead. The next two games is going to really impact that decision. But if they choose to bring Carson back at the expense of Cam Curl and Deron Payne re-signing with this football team, all hell is going to break loose uh, here in D.C. Ray is in D.C. wants to tap in. Ray, what's your confidence level in Carson Wentz leading this group to the postseason? Nicole, thanks for taking the call. Yeah. I really yeah. uh, enjoy the show. I hey, appreciate you, buddy. And uh, let me say, man, you are, before I give you my comment, you're thorough, man. I, all the thoughts I wanted to share, you covered. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> and you do it with a lot of humility. So it's different from most of the shows I listen to. Um, so let me say, I don't feel any more confident in Carson Wentz than I do in Taylor Haneke. Um, and they both have, you know, some strengths. I mean, obviously a strong arm on Wentz uh, uh, and Haneke's mobility. And you've already said it, but uh, the line is where I'm a little shaky. And so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Um, and I'm hoping that he can pull this off and, 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 you know, we'll work to his strengths. He does have a couple extra tools he didn't have uh, with Robinson and, uh, you know, and the young, uh, young wide receiver emerging more. And, yeah. and, but, but I'm just nervous with this offensive line. So hopefully they'll, they'll set up a, game plan to work to his strengths and, you know, keep him moving the ball downfield. But I'll end by saying that, man, if if Camden Curl's not in, if St. Jude's not in, if some other folks, then, that, you know, I have more confidence in this team as a whole than I'm, yeah. I'm going to put it in any one quarterback. And if we don't get to the playoffs, then we got to start moving to offensive coordinators and other bigger mm. decisions about why, you know, why we didn't get to the playoffs. Bigger fish to fry. I appreciate the call, Ray. Yeah, look. I, I Ray put it perfectly. I agree with this. It's not really just on Carson Wentz or even Taylor Heineke for that matter as to whether or not this group's going to get to the postseason. It's about the overall team coming together, playing mistake-free, and doing defensively what they were doing during this win streak, and that's forcing turnovers. They've got to play a complete game Sunday in order to beat the Cleveland Browns. When this Washington Commanders team plays at their absolute best, and defensively, they're turning people over and getting after the passer. Offensively, they're controlling the clock and, and connecting on deep shots. They're a tough out. They really are. I think that's why the move to Carson Wentz, for me, is even more interesting. What version of the commanders does this unlock? What benefits do we see from Carson Wentz in the lineup? I've spent a lot of the time here tonight talking about what he needs to do. What happens if he actually does it? What happens if... That one drive that we saw against San Francisco. What if that's the new norm for Carson Wentz? Do we then talk about bringing him back next year? I mean, it really, really is a lot left to go with this quarterback situation. And if I was Carson Wentz in this situation, I mean, look, I'm not feeling comfortable by any stretch of the imagination. I know right now I am auditioning 
for not just the commanders. But let's be frank, the rest of the National Football League, there are other teams that could use a Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz can potentially bring an added element to their offense. One thing I have learned about this, through the first five weeks, it felt like Carson was dead. I didn't know who I was seeing under center. This was not the guy that was advertised coming here to Washington that we gave up draft capital for and $28 million. He was a shell of himself. Now, although it was a very, very limited sample size, what we saw against San Francisco, uber encouraging. And I just feel like if we can get more of that, if we can get closer to that for four quarters, this group, this group has the chance not only to just make the playoffs, but maybe win a game or two. Like, who knows what the ceiling of this football team can be? It's all about, for me, if they can get consistency out of Carson Wentz. We'll continue to take your calls on the other side of this break. Coming up at the top of the hour, David Harrison, co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast, is set to join us. When we come back, your calls, 1-800-636-1067. What is your confidence level in quarterback Carson Wentz leading this group to the postseason? Your calls next. Carson Wentz in place of Taylor Heineke under center at the quarterback position. It'll be Carson Wentz's first start uh, since October against the Chicago Bears. And really interested to see what we're going to get from Carson Wentz, right? Because it just feels like, it feels like, for me personally, I just don't think quarterback or one quarterback is going to elevate or change the status of this football team completely. Right? There's a reason you ended up sticking with Taylor Heineke, right? He did a lot of good things. Some things that Carson Wentz wasn't capable of doing from a mobility standpoint. Now, though, Ron Rivera and company pushing all their chips to the middle of the table. This is their ace card. They are banking on Carson Wentz being him, being the one, so to speak. And hopefully, hopefully it leads to this team making the playoffs for the second time in three years under head coach Ron Rivera. I want to get the temperature of the fan base on this. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I'm curious, like I said, to see how much Carson's time on the bench has really impacted him. Will that comfortability transfer to the field? Because from one standpoint, you could say, well, Carson's biggest issue was his mental clock in the pocket, not being in sync with pass protection. He was hit a lot. It all, you know, climaxed against the Eagles when he was sacked nine times, right? That's been his issue throughout his career. Him not having a good enough mental clock in the pocket and understanding and being able to sense and feel pressure. And here in 2022 specifically, him not having a good enough understanding of what they're trying to accomplish offensively and knowing that, hey, look, I've got to get rid of the football quickly. I wonder, like, could he really improve on that aspect of his game while not getting reps? There's no other real way to simulate that. Talking about his pocket presence and understanding how to get the football out on time and sensing pressure. You can't simulate that in practice. This is different, right? So him being on the shelf for two months, although he's been able to learn and understand the nuances and intricacies in the whys, so to speak, of the offense, how much does two months on the shelf and not getting any reps hurt him, right? And like I said, that was really the biggest difference between him and Taylor Heineke. It just felt like Taylor's mobility gave them a better chance to win. 
But the hope is, like we said, is that Carson's time on the bench has allowed him to pick up on things more quickly and get the football out on time until the right guy consistently. Here's offensive coordinator Scott Turner on where he's seen Carson Wentz grow the most since the injury. A lot of times, you know, when guys, you know, get injured or they stop playing and you kind of take a step back when you've already been out there and you kind of see it from another perspective, it can help just provide clarity. Uh, I think, you know, you saw him uh, when he came in against San Francisco, obviously, you know, and we were down a two minute type mode, but just being able to get the ball out of his hand, um, distribute it, not, not always, not trying to think, hey, there's going to be something better. Let me wait and see, but just understand where the guys are, you know, get it out and let guys catch and run, you know what I mean? And not, not taking those extra hits. I think that was an ill illustration of that um you know he's been really good uh, in the meetings you know this whole time um you know that he hasn't been playing whether he was you know when he was on IR or um when he was the backup um of just asking questions and trying to get that further understanding um of just you know where everybody's, everybody's going to be you know how the routes are going to be run and just the not not he always knew the plays were just like the understanding of the intricacies inside of him um and I think that's just helped with the you know making decisions quicker it's offensive coordinator Scott Turner talking about what the new QB one has learned while he was on the bench. And you hope everything that Scott Turner said, you hope it comes to fruition, right? You hope that that time away really did improve the mental clock of Carson Wentz and help him understand, you know, in a better light, you know, what they're trying to accomplish uh, on offense. Let's go to the phones here again. 1-800-636-1067. What is your confidence level in Carson Wentz leading this group to the postseason? Let's go out to let's go out to RJ's in Alexandria. What's going on, RJ? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, man? Hey, couple things. The biggest thing I have is like when I look back at the switch between Ayler and Carson. When when Carson was in there, he Scott Turner wants to throw the ball thirty eight, forty times a game. Right. As soon as Taylor comes in, you bring it down to somewhere around thirty. I feel like because he's so enamored with his arm, he's going to automatically want to feel like he can stretch the ball and then not use Robinson the way we should, which exposes him to potentially more dropbacks and getting hit, which puts us behind the sticks, which is the same thing they wanted to persecute Taylor for. Mm. It makes no sense. It just, it just it doesn't add up. When you look at um, the coach speak and hear how he says, you know, some things are Taylor's fault, some things are not. Okay, I give you, you know, two interceptions, but every quarterback. So I look at Taylor as Brent Dilfer on the 2000 Ravens. Mm -hmm. He wasn't the best quarterback. He was a manager. Carson can't manage because he wants to have, he wants to use his arm, makes bad decisions which also implies the bad decision-making from Ron Rivera in taking this $28 million project. Well, we all know that, like, ultimately, and I appreciate the call, RJ. We all know. Let's not be mistaken here. No matter how good Carson Wentz looks here in the last two games, there's no way in hell you're going to tell me it was worth $28 million in the draft capital that they gave up. I mean, we're past that point of discussion. It's about, and he makes a good point, like, you don't need – you don't need some type of star-studded quarterback to be competitive in the National Football League, right? But if you want to win championships, you do. And right now, I think that's where we as a fan base have got to figure out, well, where do we want this team? Are we okay with just making the postseason and being a wild-card team, or do we want to compete for championships? 
I can't accept mediocrity anymore from this group. Specifically this regime. This is year three. How many jobs do you get to go and underachieve for three years and continue to keep your job? Only the National Football League. That's why it's a special situation, man. The hope, the hope is that Carson Wentz bails this regime out. Because the decisions that they've made at quarterback have been laughable since they've gotten here. Including Wentz. So we'll see starting on Sunday, man. Is the quarterback position, is Carson Wentz enough, so to speak, to get them over the hump? Let's go to John in Rockville. What's going on, John? Hey, I've always liked your show. It's, you're very refreshing. Yeah, I appreciate you. So, yeah, sure. So I'll start off with a scenario and then describe it. The game starts with Heineke with, on the first series. First time he gets into a third and eight situation, um, Wentz comes in. Now, this is mostly gamesmanship um, mm-hmm. to get the, the defense confused. When he comes in, maybe Wentz will do a draw play and, and run twice. So you're, so you're talking about the back. idea of potentially playing both quarterbacks. Yeah, it's always left at But at minimum, you can have Wentz play the rest of the game except the first series or two. And they won't know what – it'll just get the defense – on their toes. I do think in 10 years, it'll be like, oh, why didn't we do this sooner? Right now, it's laughed at. <laughs> so you think it's something um, that, and I, and I appreciate the call, John. You, John, yeah, We're in perfect position, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate the call, John. Yeah, look, I, I actually brought that up here in the studio, and it was a certain bald, big-headed, soon-to-be Hall of Fame kick returner that used to play for this franchise that shot that idea down. And I understand, because the old saying is, well, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But when the skill sets vary as much as Taylor and Carson's does, I understand why you potentially want to play two quarterbacks. Jimmy's in Silver Spring. What's going on, Jimmy? Hey, man. You do a lot of pontificating, but you ain't saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? What's the issue? What's the issue, Jimmy? Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. I've been on hold for a long time. The commanders... It doesn't matter what quarterback they play, bro. Y'all going to lose to Cleveland on Sunday. You understand? Because the the commander's problem is they have the worst front office in the division. They have the worst coaching staff in the division. And they're the worst talent in the division. Only in Washington do y'all think that Taylor Haddocky and Carson Wentz are, are – Top Nobody thinks that, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. This is where you got me confused with somebody else you listen to. Nobody's dumb enough to think that. Don't disrespect what I do. Clearly, I know Carson Wentz isn't a starting quarterback. Clearly, I know Taylor Heineke isn't a starting quarterback. The question is, you got to deal with what you got. Did you hear the analogy I used earlier? It's like you got two fat girls with you. You got to decide which one you're going to finish your night with. And right now, that's what Washington has to do. Point blank. They will be playing the bachelor this offseason when it comes to quarterback. Make no mistake about it. Cooper Rush. If they don't lose to Cleveland, Cooper You're talking Rush about goes. Cooper Rush. Good gracious. Let's, let's go to Melvin, who wants to tap in. What's going on, Melvin? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? All right. I mean, and I, that last caller must have been a Dallas fan. But, yeah, uh, he sounds like a hater, don't he? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a Dallas fan. But, one, I, I, I think that Everybody talk about um, Carson Wentz make bad decisions, but I will. I, I, they've been not been watching um, Heineke play. Heineke, when he throw an interception, 
he don't even make the defender work for it. He throw it right <laughs> to him, gift wrapping and everything, right in his arms. It 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 lands right in the defender's hand. But I, I'm I'm puzzled that Carson Wentz and his was he been in the league almost nine years. He only had two seasons where he threw double digit interceptions, and that one of them was his rookie year. So. I mean, Heineke throw double digits in his interceptions every year. No, I get it. So what? Huh? And he no, fumbles the ball every time he get hit. And look, I appreciate the call, man. But look, the turnovers are obviously something that I know we cannot live with with Taylor Heineke. And to me, it's ultimately like why Ron made the decision on Sunday or Saturday. Two turnovers in three plays is just not something that Taylor Heineke is good enough uh, to overcome. Anthony's in D.C. What's going on, man? Hello? Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So my, my comment is uh, where everybody keeps talking about the quarterbacks, man, it's that offensive coordinator named Scott Turner. He's <laughs> had five quarterbacks, and it's been the same results since he's been here. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, how do you – I mean, you know, how hard do you think it is to call plays for five different quarterbacks, though? Don't you think he would benefit from some consistency as well? Yeah, no, you no, no. I understand. I'm, I'm just saying, like it's, it's like the same exact results. Like what, 15 points a game from each I mean, quarterback? It's bad. It's bad. That has been the old um, as that has been the starter as when he, when he's been the uh, the OC. It, it, you know, Car- I mean, the five quarterbacks that he's had is they weren't all that great, but you got to get something out of them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Look at what they're doing in, in, in New York with the Giants. I mean, I personally exactly. think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback, but they don't have the weapons that Washington has, yet they're still able to be more productive as an offense. I appreciate the call, Anthony. Let's go to John in Rockville before we, before we hit the break here. What's going on, John? Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going? Good, good, good. Hello? You got me, buddy. Yeah, sorry. My, sorry, I can't hear you. No, you're I was going to say, good. I believe Carson is the better quarterback in this situation just because Heineke seems to be a little bit of a diva. I don't know if you noticed in the game against the 49ers, but uh, Rivera never wanted to go for it a second time on fourth and one. He was waving Heineke over, and Heineke deliberately like disobeyed his you know, his coach. I don't understand. I mean, that's a competitor. No else... I, get it. I get your frustration, but that's the competitor in a guy, man. You, I, I want my guy to have that mentality. You disobey your supervisor, your boss. You're fired. So, like, <laughs> I don't know why true. he disobeys him, and that's why he got benched ultimately. Hey, look, I appreciate the call. Jennifer is on Indian Head. What's going on, Jennifer? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. How are you? Doing good. Um, I'm calling. I think that they should start Taylor Heineke. Wow. Why? Um, because the. I don't know, the offense, they play for him. They are, it's a different atmosphere when he's the quarterback. Oh, I get that. I get oh, that, I get- and, I, and I appreciate the call. Look, I know there is that argument of how much juice and moxie and, and extra pep in the step uh, Taylor Heineke brings to this football team. Ultimately, though, it's about wins and losses, and over the last three games, he's 0-2-1. So, Ron pulling the plug and going with Carson Wentz at the quarterback position. we got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll hear from an expert, David Harrison, co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast. He said to join us, we'll take his temperature on what he thinks about the burgundy and gold heading into Sunday's must-win game against the Cleveland Browns. All that and more next. This is Overtime.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.